Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. Good morning. Welcome to the show. For Paul Cronforce, I'm Dave Michaels. Jeff Kowal is also here in studio. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you doing, Dave? I'm well, thank you. Appreciate you being back. I understand uh, the weather was a little warmer where you were it recently. Was, it was uh, pretty nice in ago. Phoenix, yeah. My wife stayed there, but I get to come back to work, so... Yeah, and that's a good thing. It is a good thing. I, I love what I'm doing. love the clients I'm working with. It's uh, It really is a good thing. Uh, but it sure was nice and, and fix. Funny talking with you just, just before we got on here. We've known each other for a little while, but I didn't know your dad went to Don Bosco. And My dad is a Don Bosco Pulaski. grad uh, <laughs> over on the south side there. That school isn't there anymore, and I don't think right. it's been there for, yeah. for quite some time. But, you know, that's something that a lot of the people in this area have lived here for a long time. Yep. They know the people that are in their lives, whether they're... Uh, went to high school with them or co-workers and they're very loyal to those individuals and it's yep. to go full circle one of the reasons one of the many reasons why Koal Investments have been so successful over the years because of the loyalty because of the job that you do with your clients and we're low we, we do care about our clients our clients have always come first that's that's very true but it's kind of interesting you know we're, we're we're connected in different ways and you know you said that your dad grew up in Bayview and I grew up on the south side went to Pulaski but if you went to a Catholic grade school a lot of people in the audience will know that if you went to a Catholic grade school on the south side, there's either Don Bosco or Marquette that you would go to. Sure. For, and my sister went to St. Mary's, and that's not around anymore. Or Mercy. She went to Mercy High School. So uh-huh. it's just nice to, to yep. think my about that stuff. Once a pious. She, <laughs> there you she, go. She was a good pious girl. And I think, and to go full circle in the conversation, since we're going to be at a wedding later today, they met at a wedding, of all things. Oh, cute. Separate, uh, separate families getting together, and now here they are married. Gosh, I should get this right. 52 years later. Well, you talk about that you grew up listening to Belly, and it's good to hear you when you fill in for Belly. You do a great job, too. Well, it's appreciated, and it's always a good opportunity to fill in for Paul because he does good work, but you do yep. make it very easy because you're very knowledgeable on everything that's going around. You help make it uh, explain what is complicated for those who are unaware of what it's like to do what you well, do. Let's talk about that a little bit. The Coal Investment Group has been around for uh, since 87, so it's 30, 33 years now. Uh, but since day one, we've always put our clients' interests first. We've always acted as fiduciaries, put our clients' interests first. Now we work with those that are close to or already in retirement with $750,000 or more in retirement assets. Um, if you're serious about your retirement planning, that's the first thing I was going to talk about today. Now, if you have questions, you can call in, right, Dave? Absolutely. <laughs> is there a mortgage, phone number? <laughs> talk and text line is 414-799-1130, 414-799-1130. It is still snowing, at least outside our studios here in Greenfield, so please no texting while driving, obviously. Oh, there you go. But we do encourage text as well if it's a, a question that you would feel would be best answered via text but all questions are welcome at this time no doubt about it yeah that's right Seven nine nine eleven thirty. um but uh, the Coal investment group we've been around for 20 for uh, i'm sorry 32 years uh myself aaron we've got uh, great advisors you hear them on a daily basis um uh with joe and and aaron spitzner and john and marie and 
uh, Heather and, and Christine from uh, from our Middleton office, where we give you one minute of what's going on in the market that particular day. It's at the 3 o'clock news block in Milwaukee, the 5 o'clock news block in Milwaukee, and at a 4.55 on Vicki McKenna's show in uh, Madison. We give you an idea what's driving the market that particular day. Is it um, uh, a corporate earnings report? Is it a trade war or a trade resolution? What's driving the market that particular day? We wrap it up with the, and, and also how it affects your retirement plan and your investments. And then we wrap it up with the Dow, the S&P 500, Tech heavy NASDAQ uh, all in one minute. Again, that's uh, uh, the Co Investment Group uh, market report. Uh, three o'clock, five o'clock news blocks right in the Mark Belling show, and then at 4.55 of Vicki McKenna in, uh, in Middleton. Well, what you're able to do as well, Jeff, is talk about exactly what happened that day, but also have a, a long term approach as well, because that's one thing where in the information society that we live in, the on demand need to know exactly what's happening right then and there in your line of work. While important, you need to take a much bigger approach, don't well, you? Well, that's right. And a lot of our clients need the money in retirement to, reti- to retire and have it last, not just for that year. So they're not just looking at their portfolio. That's a great observation, Dave. Not their portfolio just for that day or for that week. But they look at it for the next 20 or 30 years. You could screw up and live a long time in retirement. And what happens if you outlive your money? So we're very careful with that. We'll talk a little bit about that process. And I'm going to start with an article, actually, that talks about planning to retire in 2020, a complete guide. This um, I don't know where I got this. This was, uh, I think, The Motley Fool. Uh, they, they come up with some decent articles once in a while. Ser- Selena Maranja is the author of this. And I thought it was pretty good because it talks about all the things that's Actually, it's not all the things. It's not an exhaustive list, but it, uh, it's pretty much in line with what we uh, talk about at the Cowall Investment Group. For a lot of people, this last year, the last couple of years have been great in the market. Tw- end of 2018 wasn't that great, but it came roaring back in 2019. And now I think a lot of people are looking at their retirement plans and saying, could I retire this year? That could happen. Uh, now that the value of the accounts are up, um, so, but what do you have to look out for? It's not just the investment. Underlying, capitalized, not just the investments. Uh, you have to look at health care costs, uh, inflation. We'll talk a little bit about some of these articles or uh, issues. Social Security, best case scenario that you have enough to retire. Worst case scenario, what have a lot of our clients think, and even if it's the market's been really good, but a lot of them think that the day that they retire is the day the, is the, day the market's going to tank. Everybody thinks that. When they walk out the door, that's when the market's going to tank. We're pessimistic at, at, at our core, and that's why the worry is always there. Will there be enough? Even when yep. things have been, the economy, my goodness, has been firing on all cylinders for even with the downturn at the end of yep. 2018. Let's be honest, the last three or four years especially have yep. been gangbusters. Absolutely. So that's why I think people are actually looking at that. But what happens if we have a repeat of 2018? What happens if we have a repeat of 2008? So we, at the Coal Investment Group, one of the things we do is look at a worse case scenario. What happens if the day that you walk out of work, the market tanks just like it did in 2007 to 2009? So we look at that. What happens if you haven't, do you think you have enough money to walk away early, early retirement? Taxes at retirement, we'll talk a little bit about the non-financial side of retirement, and we'll talk about seeking professional help. This first part of it I thought was pretty interesting because it talked about health care costs. Yeah, we know that, but but you know, I have Medicare, so I, you know, at 65, I'm good. I don't have to worry about that. I would think again, there's a health view services study uh, that said a, a 65-year-old couple retiring this year uh, 
this was a 2019 report. Healthy 20, a healthy 65-year-old couple will spend $387,000 in health care in retirement on Medicare, supplemental insurance policies, out-of-pocket costs. That doesn't include long-term care. Long-term care is the type of thing that, that can really uh, destroy an otherwise successful retirement plan. So if you've got three-quarters of a million in retirement, literally that's half of your savings that's outside a good of point. equity and home yeah, going yeah. just towards health care, not just day-to-day living, traveling, everything you built your nest egg for to enjoy. That's a great observation. Yeah, that's half of your money. Again, that presumes no growth during that time either. True. But if you leave with 750000 387000 is going to go towards health care. That's half. Good observation. So you got to be aware of that, at least plan for it in retirement. Some plans, and we're seeing this fewer and fewer, um, uh, used to be that you would be able to get health insurance in retirement from your employer. Um, my wife's case was like that um, when she retired early from AT&T. Well, that's not the case. We get a little bit of a supplement now with hers, but that really allowed me to, to, to go out on my own. 32 years ago because my wife had the health insurance. For a lot of people, that was the case. But when she retired, the health insurance continued after retirement. That's long gone for most companies. Probably only 15% of companies now still have that. Uh, Inflation, learn how to manage it. Uh, This is a good observation. If your retirement is 20 years away and you aim for a million dollars in retirement, that million dollars won't have the same purchasing power in 20 years. If you think, I made it, I have a million dollars, that'll generate at 4% growth, that'll generate $40,000 a year of income. You tack on Social Security, that may give you $65,000 a year of income. For most people, that may or may not be enough to live off of, especially 20 years from now. Uh, it's, uh, so make sure you take a look at uh, uh, inflation, put an inflation calculator in there when you do your calculations for, so, for uh, retirement. Social Security, this one's kind of interesting because it says know how much to expect, how to decide when to take it, and how how to increase benefits and avoid reductions. That's kind of loaded, but uh, as an example, for for a lot of people who are going to be retiring this year, full retirement age may be age 67, where you get 100% of your Social Security benefits at age 67. Sounds good. But if you say, well, I'm going to leave at 62, you can only get about 70%. That might be enough, though. And, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, wait till you're 70 because you get 124. Let's, let's back up a little bit. 67 is full retirement age. 62, you get 70%. I'm inclined to say grab it at age 62 because the calculation is, goes like this. It's pretty easy. We could even do it on the radio. I got my iPhone slash calculator <laughs> right now. I'm ready. I don't think you need to do that because at age 67, well, the, 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 it takes 144 months. 144 months is 12 years. So full retirement age is 67. It takes you 12 years to break even. That takes you out to 79. Mm-hmm. Even with a modest growth rate, that takes your break-even point for delaying Social Security to full retirement age to age about 83 to 85. I've got a physician, my personal physician. He says, I'm seeing people that are 85. They don't care whether they're breaking even at Social Security at that point. They would have rather taken it early. For those five years at max, if not, maybe even, okay, maybe 62, you're in a good position where you can hold off a year or maybe two. 
would that yeah. be something you may recommend? Depending well, upon the thing the, is, if that's your, own, if that's 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 a great point. If that's your only source of income, and you don't have other assets, then it may be worth it for you to delay it to seventy, because then you can get the maximum possible benefit, and that you know there's no risk to that part of it. Uh, but otherwise, um, you know, again, if you have other assets, if taking Social Security at sixty-two will mean you don't have to take money out of my retirement plan. That sounds great because that you can't pass on your social security, but you can pass on your retirement plan to your spouse and to kids. But having that option on the table to make that decision when you're at that age, those decisions need to be made decades before. So you at least have the ability to make what would be a better, better financial decision. Not a good point that, you know, you want to be in a position where you have those choices. Uh, if you, as I mentioned, if you, there was a number in here, I wonder if I can find it. That said that 40% of people have less than $25,000 saved when they retire. 40%. Say that well, again. Those are really fascinating numbers. 40% of people have less than $25,000 saved for retirement. So if you, have, so if you only have $25,000 saved for retirement, then you're looking to retire. Your options are limited. You may have to either grab Social Security right away or delay Social Security if you can because that will give you your highest possible amount. You don't have a lot of choices at that point. No. Uh, so you might have to grab it if you're going to retire. But that, yeah, those are, those are sad scenarios. But again, there is a planning technique that you can use to determine what, when's the best time for you to take Social Security. And we work with our clients on that. And we'll get into that point when we come back. We'll have more of the Retirement Clinic in just minutes. Thanks for being here. For Jeff Kowal, I'm Dave Michaels. More in a minute. Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owner's savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. Without proper planning, many business owners are failing to get the money they need in retirement. Communicating the succession with employees and customers effectively is also a concern that needs to be addressed. There can be a lot of emotional stress surrounding exiting a business. The vast majority of business owners aren't in the business of planning succession, so there can be a lot of confusion as to where to go to plan this and when to start the planning process. Many consult their CPA or attorney, but an obstacle can be to have a coordinated effort to ensure a successful transition. Start early when there is no stress to sell in the short term. Bad decisions are often made under high-pressure situations, and clear and deliberate thinking will lead to a more successful resolution. It can even be years before a planned exit. When there is a more thoughtful and deliberate plan, the communication with employees and customers can be more deliberate and planned out. It doesn't have to be a situation where everybody shows up one day and there's a new sheriff in town. When there is a sudden jump in uncertainty because of an unannounced shakeup at the top, it can lead to employees looking elsewhere because they're wondering if the old owner knew something they didn't and they'll wonder if they should jump ship as well. The same goes for customers. And many times the owners selling the business can have feelings that they don't have a place or may feel that they have a lot left to give. We have clients that own businesses but aren't planning on exiting for 10 to 15 years, but we still help establish what the future will look like and what they ultimately desire to accomplish and do for themselves, their family, community, and the world at large. If we don't establish that and work it into a plan for the future, then we don't know where we're going, and if the right opportunity comes into play to exit a business, they already know what they would like to do, what they would need financially to be able to have a successful future, and initial steps to implement any changes that need to be made. 
It's crucial when thinking about the future to have several plans in place that you're comfortable with so that the coordination with different parties is there, the groundwork is laid out, and is implemented any changes that come from opportunities presented and can be done with less emotion to ensure maximum results. Thank you, Aaron. Appreciate that. Dave Michaels here for Paula Cronforce, Jeff Colwell in studio. It is the uh, retirement clinic here on the program. Uh, we'll get to some phone calls here in just a second. If you'd like to join the program, you can. The Academic Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 414-799-1130. We were talking a little bit off the air, Jeff, about, uh, I believe the stat you shared was only 40% of people have at least $25,000 in retirement. And I just assumed that was uh, baby boomers. Maybe, or, or I'm sorry, excuse me, uh, Gen Xers who maybe are in their early 40s and they're trying to get the nest egg started. Unfortunately, it seems to be everyone. That's the entire population, yeah. This, this is, again, from that same article. Fully 40% of workers have saved left at less than $25,000 for retirement per the 2019 Retirement Confidence Survey. That number Yikes. is scary. <laughs> yeah. Because in our lifetime, it, to 10, maybe 15 years, as the baby boomers more and more retiring, less and less people will have the same opportunity that the boomers had, never mind the lack of pensions in this day and age. But if you don't have that nest egg, uh, Uncle Sam's going to be looked upon to basically bail a lot of these people out. It's correct? awareness. You have to be aware of it. And how, You think the government's going to have enough money to bail people out? <laughs> the government has their own issues expect, right now. They're going to expect it. People will expect it. But that's going to be a hard nut to crack as well. So that's why it's so important. And again, I know this is nothing new, but it's never enough to remind, clearly, because we still have less than half the population that is in good retirement financial footing to start early. The importance of compound interest. And really, we talked a little bit about investments, too. There's no reason, especially while you're young and adding money in, uh, not to be as aggressive as possible. That's a general statement, and I just want to clarify, it's not for everybody, but for a lot of people it should be because you're going to have downturns in the market. So what? You're buying at a discount then. So if you're buying in when the market takes a hit, that's perfect. Now, different. the flip side of that is once you're retired, no, it's not so endearing to have the market drop at that time. That, that we get, and that's what we plan for uh, with our clients. But while you're putting money in, it makes sense to be more aggressively invested to take advantage of the downturns in the market while you're accumulating money is the lack of the long-term outlook again we live in an on-demand world where whatever's in front of us in a 24-hour news cycle is the only attention span apparently we can have the thought of 25 years from now is just a foreign concept for so many people well, it's a discipline by at least putting some money away then paying attention to it at least once a year um, you know, when you get your benefit statement, when you get a raise, especially is a great way to do it. Because if you're putting, as an example, if you're putting 4% away and then you get a raise, why not put 5% away? You'll still end up with more money. The next time you get a raise, put 6% away, then put 7% away. So not just allow because you're getting more money. So naturally you'll be putting more money away, but why not increase that percentage as well? And definitely put in at least the minimum should be what the company matches. Because you see these uh, websites, oh, 20%. Well, maybe they be, that's not feasible for some people, at least right now in this day and age. The importance of starting the process, regardless of how old you are. There are those who maybe in their mid-40s who don't have any retirement plan at all, and yeah. they don't know how to start. Obviously, you can help them with that, but the big key is, again, just take that first step. Yeah, the discipline maybe 10% of, percent money yep. of starting that 401k, especially you're leaving money on the table if you do have a company match. Yeah, absolutely. You want to make sure that you take advantage of that. So what other tidbits and uh, tips can you give us right now? 
Well, there's a lot, and you know, we got to make sure that if you are, and I want to get back to that article that talks about if you're retiring this year, but if you're continuing to work, you got to know that this year the contribution limits are increased for your. 401k plans. Uh, 401k are able to contribute $19,500 plus the increase. That's an increase from 19,000 in 2020 in 2019. So it's gone up from 19,000 to 19,500. Then a catch-up contribution for 401ks has gone up from 6,000 to $6,500. So you can put away $26,000 a year into your 401k. Married couples can double that. Um, uh, plus, you can put away $6,000 into IRAs or Roth IRAs with an additional $1,000 for catch-up if you're over age 50. So there's a lot of opportunities. If you are uh, still working, make sure that you continue to put money into your retirement plans. Would you like to take some phone calls? Sure, let's do that. Again, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line 414-799-1130. There are no questions off limits today. Let's start with John in Waukesha. John, you're on the program. Good morning. Hi, John. How are you doing? Now, how can you save currency? And don't hang up on me if I give you a hard question. Um, how can you save currency when it can't keep up with inflation? You want to go out and spend it first before things go up in price. And what can an average person do about inflation when, you know, it's not in our hands and interest rates are so low and everything people go out and do, and they have to borrow the money or to purchase something. So every time they make out a loan, it just adds more inflation into the system. Well, not necessarily. If you've been if too. you've been paying attention, uh, interest rate or inflation has been very low, less than three percent for the last decade. So we haven't had inflation. We haven't seen that kind of inflation. So yeah, just but you're to- not counting things like automobiles and food and energy. You're just counting things that who cares. A steak goes up, they count hamburger. I mean, inflation isn't really the true meaning of what they tell you. Yeah. Everybody out there knows there's inflation. Well, that's, that's exactly why you have to start planning for it. Whether it's planning for your spending now or planning for spending in retirement, it's uh, it's uh, you have to plan for inflation. Uh, it could be the things that you're buying have inflated more than others. Health costs, for example, have inflated more. Uh, tuition costs have inflated more than the general pop, the general um, uh, inflation rate. There are things that are excluded like oil and other things and food that are excluded from that inflation rate. So you're right with that, John. But th- those are things that actually can be planned for. So if you're saying that, well, you're not counting these things. So if instead of using a 3% inflation rate, use a 4% inflation rate. If you're worried about those types of things, use a higher inflation rate to take a more pessimistic approach to it. Nothing wrong with that. That just means that if you're wrong and if inflation is less than that, you'll end up with more money. Nothing wrong with that. But generally speaking, there has been little or no inflation over right. the last five years. So it's something to be aware of. Yeah, and but what John was mentioning is that... Of, that's really not one of them. Yeah, when you're borrowing money and buying things that drives up the price of other things, well, that that's why they thought that there was going to be huge amounts of inflation, especially with interest rates going down, money so cheap. 
but we haven't seen that. In most items, we haven't seen it. There are pockets of, of greater amounts of inflation. But in general, we haven't seen that. But again, that's a, another thing that can be planned for. Instead of using 2.2%, 2.5%, or 3% inflation, use 4% inflation. So then you can be on the more uh, conservative side of the planning to use a higher inflation rate. It's important not to stick your head in the sand. We talked healthcare at the beginning of this segment where, my goodness, the average person will have a little over, a little under, excuse me, 400000 dollars in health care costs. Right. That sounds intimidating, especially if your retirement is around three quarters of a million to a million dollars. But if there's a plan in place, yep. if you start now, you can't plan for everything, but you'll have more options down the road. And you bring up a good point. A lot of people just want to eyeball and say, holy cow, that's half of what, all my money. Yeah, but you, you're not including Social Security in there when you, when you look at that. You're not including your, your standard of living and how much income you need in retirement. It could be that that's an easily manageable uh, amount of money over a period of time if you plan for it. And that's why one of the things that we do at the Cowell Investment Group is make sure that we do a cash flow analysis for you to see how long your money is going to last in retirement for one. Um, two, we use a, a worst case scenario. Say what happens is as soon as you uh, retire, the market collapse and you lose uh, 30% or 40% of the money that you have. Can you still make it with the, with the Social Security assets that you have, cover uh, inflation, cover your medical costs, things like that? Um, again, you, you want to get in touch with Kowal Investment Group, a great site to go on is thekowalway.com, K-O-W-A-L, thekowalway.com. A lot of stuff on there. Uh, from an informational standpoint, we address inflation in some of the articles we have on there. We address estate planning. We address retirement. You can also request a, a meeting with us, which is a great way to get to get to know the Kowal Investment Group. You also offer a complimentary uh, retirement review as That's well. That's right. It's free, and there's no charge, and we say nice things about you, so it's complimentary. Yes. So there's no charge for that. Uh, meet with one of our top advisors there, myself, Aaron, um, uh, Spitzner, and, and Joe Still, and Marie, and John, and Christine, and great team of people that we have. You hear them on the market reports on a daily basis, so you know these people, and they're great professionals, and from top to bottom in our organization. And that's why I think separates us from everybody else. Everybody in our organization talks retirement planning. We manage over a billion dollars of assets for our clients, so we do uh, manage the assets for, the, for our clients to support your, your, your income and your needs and your dreams and retirement, but we also do the planning and make sure that, that there aren't the types of things that blindside you. What are the types of things? Inflation is one, which John mentioned, uh, long-term care, nursing home, home health care, assisted living, uh, unintended beneficiaries, having the money go to the wrong place, not your kids, maybe kids of an ex-spouse of your kids. Or, you know, those are types of things that can be planned for. Having a plan, staying on top of that plan really is the key. Let's switch gears a little bit here for a second, Jeff. There's a lot of noise in Washington, D.C. Well, always, but <laughs> specifically right now. Are you surprised that the markets really haven't reacted at all to what's happening right now in D.C.? No, uh, we're not surprised by a lot of things. Uh, we are surprised by very little. I should put that. I should put it that way. Because we look at the fundamentals. What's going on? We still, as what we talked about earlier, low inflation rate, low interest rates, reasonably low prices on oil. They're around $60 a barrel, so gas prices are still relatively low. Uh, you know, companies are, we had three interest rate decreases last year. Companies have, are making tons of money. 
And that's a key. As long as companies are, earn, are earning money, it doesn't matter what they do or don't do. Gridlock in Washington a lot of times is a good thing. You know, they can't do stuff to us. <laughs> so it's not a bad idea to have that gridlock. And I think people know that most of what's going on is a sham in Washington and that it's not. He's going to be acquitted. Chances are, well, you know, I don't want to be, you know, it'd be, it's helpful, I think, from an economic standpoint to have him reelected. It is an election year. I mean, whether you're for or against impeachment, it will come to an end at some point. And then all the experts say that the the likelihood of President Trump being impeached, removed from office, is very, very small. But there is still going to be an election this November. Do the markets tend to react positively or negatively the closer it gets to Election Day? The answer is definitely yes. (laughs) That's an answer. Positively or negatively. Generally, it's a more uh, um, volatile year. The election year, it's generally higher. So historically, markets have gone up in an election year leading up to the election. Investors like certainty. There will be certainty uh, one way or the other. So that's what investors like. We even saw it the day of the election. Futures, when when it was turning, and it said that Trump was going to be uh, president, markets dropped 600 points. But then they turned around dramatically saying, okay, now we know it, we have a pretty good idea what – what it what entails, what his tax policies are, what his regulatory policies are going to be, and it turned around pretty dramatically. So never mind November, let's back up. Once we know and we'll know in theory in the next couple of months who uh, President Trump's opponent will be, the Iowa caucus is literally less than, uh, well, it's next Tuesday, February yeah. 3rd. Once we know who his opponent will be, I'm guessing the market will react that way as well, because then no matter what, we'll know whether it's Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders or Liz Warren or Donald Trump, as opposed to the unknown of the unknown candidates. Yeah, it's not going to. That's a good point. It's not going to change on one on the caucuses, New Hampshire, South Carolina. But if there's a trend, and then you see somebody is emerging as a possible candidate, wouldn't that be fun if it's thrown into a uh, in Milwaukee right here at the DNC? <laughs> yeah, so it becomes a free for all. That'll be fun. Uh, and that's hard to tell. Again, um, if it looks like Trump, President Trump, no matter who his opponent is going to be, he's likely to win re-election, it'd probably be just a, a little blip. But markets do react on a day-to-day basis to political, geopolitical, uh, interest rates, all types of things markets re- respond to. More when we come back with the Retirement Clinic. For Jeff Kowal, I'm Dave Michaels. It's 1039. <laughs> Well, it means one thing. Either you stumbled into a Vegas gentleman's club, or it's time for the sexy segment here. Or it could be a combination. You never know. Well, let's see. No, I'm dressed. We're we're good to go there. And thankful for that, even radio aside. Uh, it is the Retirement Clinic here, Jeff Cole in studio. I'm Dave Michaels. Jeff, what do you have for us this morning? Well, let's talk a little bit about what this segment is. This show is for everybody. This particular segment is for those with a million dollars or more. And sometimes people say, well, I don't have a million dollars, so this isn't for me. But you may not realize that if you have uh, a $500,000 home, if you have $500,000 in your retirement plan, you're at a million dollars. If you have a million dollar life insurance, you're at $2 million. If you have an inheritance, if you own your own business, uh, if you win a lottery, you may be at $5 million, $10 million, $20 million or more. 
this segment is for you. There's a new reason to fall in love with a Roth IRA conversion. I talk about this time and time again. I, I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, we were talking earlier about, earlier about who gets in uh, for re-election. We know that uh, the corporate tax cuts were made permanent. President Trump's um, individual tax cuts are set to expire January 1st of 2025. He's talked about in his next term he's going to try and make those permanent. But what if he doesn't? There's a window of opportunity where we know that taxes are going to be lower. If they expire, if his, the tax cuts expire in 2025, they're going up. So if you have an opportunity to, to convert some of your IRA to a Roth IRA, pay the taxes at a lower tax bracket, and have it grow tax-free forever, it's a great opportunity. And just to make the point uh, for quickly, Jeff, if it expires, that means it's going up. If they do nothing, Correct. in essence, they're going up. Not to mention what Congress at that time may do to raise our taxes even further. That's right. Depends on who gets in. You're absolutely right there. But you get tax-free withdrawals, and that's a key thing. Um, unlike the traditional IRAs and traditional 401ks, where you put money in, you get a tax deduction for it, and a gross tax deferred, and then when you take the money out, it's Again, it's tax deferred. You have to pay taxes on it when you take the money out. Roth IRA, Roth 401ks, it's tax-free income. Uh, and that's a big plus. And the ability to have it grow tax-free for all those years is remarkable. Um, the new SECURE Act that was approved at the end of last year now um, increases required minimum distributions from age 70 and a half to age 72. So you still have to take out required minimum distributions at age 72 from your uh, IRA. Back up a little bit on that. Government's mad. They let you accumulate your money all these years without getting your, their pound of flesh out of you. So at 72, they're saying, now we're going to force you to take money out of your retirement plans, and you have to pay taxes on that. Withdrawals from a Roth IRA. So if you've converted money from your traditional to a Roth, that Roth IRA, there are no taxes on any money that comes out of Roth IRAs. That's tax-free. Um, conversions can trigger a current tax hit. That's what you have to be aware of. That if you convert $10,000 or $100,000 from your IRA to your Roth IRA, that's taxable income this year. So you have to be aware of that. Yes, most likely it's going to be in a lower tax bracket, but that's why you have a strategy in place for conversions. You say, okay, my, I, I can bump up on my next tax bracket. If I'm here, if I go up to the next tax bracket, that's $30,000 where I don't push myself for the next tax bracket. I'll convert $30,000 now. That's a great strategy. Take care of that, of that now. Do You don't have to do all of it at once. If you have $750,000 in your retirement plan, don't convert all at one time. You get creamed in taxes. That's a lot of information. And let's be honest, in the busy world we live in, we're not supposed to know every nook and cranny. That's where people like yourself, Jeff, and the Coal Investment Group come in to help educate you and help make a decision with you. And at times we have people say, well, I can get cheaper somewhere else. I can do it myself. But these are the types of things that you're not paying attention to. Whether it's just managing your assets, can you lose a fair amount of your assets in taxes because you're not paying attention to these types of things. So you have to pay attention to these things. And, and that's where we come in at the Coal Investment Group, that we do put a put these in uh, to play for you. We see if it applies to your situation. A thing that's changed with regard to the SECURE Act, the new tax act that came in uh, in December that President Trump signed off on, is that the Roth IRA or the, the uh, 
the stretch IRA provisions are just going to be for 10 years. So does it still make sense? If you can't have a tax-free forever, you can still have a tax-free for 10 years. And you know, knowing how old you are, uh, Dave, I know that you're the next generation. You, you know, at the time that, that you'll be inheriting money from your parents, as an example, it's going to be at the peak of your income. Mm-hmm. So if you can get money from them tax-free, where you don't get creamed in taxes because you have to take money out of retirement plans, and you can get that tax-free, that's not only a plus for you be, as, the, as the IRA owner because you paid less in taxes. It's a big bonus for your heirs, too, because they get in, to inherit it tax-free. Are some of these conversations also important for, like myself, Gen Gen Xers, to have with their baby boomer parents so they're made aware of what? I mean, it, it sounds, you know, greedy. Hey, make sure you got all your ducks in a row before you die. But it's still an important conversation to have, not so much just to to set up their heirs for a better financial foundation, but like you said, to save all that money going to Uncle Sam down the road. Well, you don't know how important that question is. It's a delicate question to or issue to bring up with your parents. And the way that we suggest doing it is I'm updating my wills and trusts. I'm updating my planning. Are you doing yours? And that's a, a gentler way of doing it. Say, I'm not telling you to do something so I get a bigger inheritance. I'm just telling you it's on my mind because I'm doing mine now. So are you working on yours too? Is there something I can do to help you get started with yours? You know, I know this guy that knows all this stuff about Roth conversions and maybe you should be looking at those. Exactly. You know, that's a type of, that's a way to ease into that conversation. So you're not saying, I know you didn't do anything. I want to, I want to maximize my inheritance, so you got to do something. No. Yeah, that does sound very very rash, no doubt about it. (laughs) But for the baby boomers who are in retirement, who maybe have had a set-it-and-forget-it look at their retirement, they're on Social Security, they still have a pension coming in, the the 401K is just something that just, okay, as long as it's still there and growing, which it has been the last three years, they haven't had a chance to worry about it, which is a good thing, Yep. but that doesn't mean that it's an position to be successful for decades to come. That's right. And that type of plan, and it's you, you don't set it and forget it. You have to keep reviewing it periodically. Taxes change just like it did at the end exactly. of last year. As recently as December of 2019, your retirement plan was affected by what happened. And if you're not paying attention to that, with your wills and trusts, with your retirement planning, with Roth conversions, they may not be for you. They may, they're not for everybody. But they may have an important part in your planning, and you should be able to take a look at and this is a time of year where it's actually not a bad idea it is a new year we can look back at 2019 in its uh, entirety let's the packer season is over unfortunately we have yeah, free time <laughs> exactly i mean let's be honest the snow's still going to be there in a week so there's no use in blowing it out of the driveway now it might not be a bad time to go to the basement get the briefcase go to the computer and just take a peek and go oh yeah, there is a little routine maintenance that could be right. done to my investments. Right. And again, we can help out. Call 262-522-4040. Or better yet, go online to thekowalway.com, thekowalway.com, and uh, request an appointment there. More of the Retirement Clinic coming up next. Keep it here. Bill Collins was the theme earlier today. It's definitely pivoted over to Dave Matthews. Band. Right. That's your show. I know he's coming back to Summerfest on July 2nd. 2nd. or 3rd, yeah, my, uh, Don't quote me on that. I want to say no, July my 2nd. Su- I think you're right. My daughter and 
I mean, my son and daughter-in-law were talking about that because we went them a couple of years ago when he was at Summerfest. Had a great time. And You're a Dave to go Matthews again. fan. Oh, of course. I never, of all the groups <laughs> I would have pegged Jeff Kowal for, Dave Matthews Band wouldn't have made an honorable mention. <laughs> you learn oh, something yeah. new every day. I saw him last year at oh, Alpine yeah. Valley. Uh, it's, I, I, I am not ashamed to admit I've seen the Dave Matthews Band more than any other band in oh, history. Oh, really? Uh, the, if I go this summer... I'd like to. We'll just figure out how logistics work out. Now, do you do the camping and everything the days before? And no, no, no. My no, son no. does that with oh, at Alpine the, Valley the, the, shows. Oh, he goes there, but he'll go to Oregon. He'll go to other places. Do I, the camping uh, for for uh, Dave Matthews concerts too, because each one's different. A very good friend of mine from college, while in college, went to Virginia. She left Friday after class. We went to UW Whitewater. She left Friday after class. Drove to Virginia, Dave's home state. Saw him in concert on Saturday night, got back in the car, drove back to Wisconsin to be back in time for class on Monday morning. Wow. <laughs> That's dedication. I'm not that guy. But, yeah, a lot of those deadheads and a lot of the ones from uh, Dave Matthews do that. So, yeah, so anyway, Coal Vesper Group, we do specialize in retirement planning uh, top to bottom. That's It's not a retirement guy that does retirement planning once in a while. So, you know, we do everything else. And if you're retiring, yeah, we got a guy that does that. That's not us. Everybody from top to bottom talks about retirement planning, whether it's distributions from your retirement plan, planning for retirement, managing assets, it's in retirement, long-term care, all the issues that are involved with your retirement. If you have $750,000 or more in retirement assets, give us a call. You said the word manages, Jeff. That's the key. Look, there are things out of our control that will pop up over the course of our lifetime. And then there's things that will happen in our own inner world, the death of a loved one, uh, a job change. Maybe you lost your job. Managing your money is key when it comes to the things that come up in life that are unexpected. And you have your life to deal with. So then, you know, if you can download the planning to somebody else, the managing of the assets, the the discussion about risk, the discussion about inflation, about where you should have your assets. Again, we manage the assets for our clients. I think a lot of them feel comfort knowing that we are used to handling larger amounts of money. They feel confidence in that because maybe they they. Did their their accumulated their wealth, uh, either with an inheritance or they did regularly through their retirement plan, and really didn't have an advisor outside of that. Or you have assets scattered all over the place. We see that a lot. People that have a broker, they have an annuity at a place. They've got a couple old four hundred one k plans, and now they want to get serious about their planning and consolidate it. We see that a lot. We see do-it-yourselfers who are just tired of doing it themselves, where they know that the market's high now. They want to be in the market, but they want, want to manage that, but they don't know how to manage that. Um, so do-it-yourselfers that are just tired of doing it themselves. A key area that we have uh, that is it's often overlooked is that there's usually one spouse in a relationship that handles the finances. And if paying the monthly bills. Paying the monthly bills, making decisions on investments. And, th- and if that spouse passes away, what's the relationship with the advisor? Oh, they don't know. They, they don't, don't know what to do. They see a lump of money, and they don't right. know what to do with it. Or who to call. So we really want to make sure that, that we have a relationship with the family. We want to make sure that, that the planning is for family planning, that the spouse comes in on a regular basis. Unfortunately, that also is the nature of what we work with, where uh, clients will be dealing with the health of a, a spouse later on in life. A spouse passes away, and now they want to know, what, what do I do? Do I have to change advisor? Will you still take us on? Of course we do. Um, but those are difficult times. Things change in your life. And you want to make, change. Yeah, and you want to make sure that you can continue to live your life. That the, the most important thing is the, the life. The most important things aren't things. 
And, you know, we want to make sure that we can pay, pay attention to the investment and the planning part of your retirement planning. They want you to enjoy your life. That's why it's so important to help plan your life when you can. And the Kowal Investment Group can do just that. Where can we get in touch with you, Jeff? Best way to do it is, well, there's two best ways. One, and it works in, in Middleton at all our offices in Racine, Middleton, Port Washington, Racine, Waukesha, uh, 262-522-4040, 262-522-4040. Or you can make an appointment by going online to thekowalway.com. Click to have us contact you, and Heather will get back to you and get started with you. Jeff, appreciate your insight this morning, as always. All right. Thank you, Dave. Good job. Thanks for being here. It's the Retirement Clinic.